Everybody, it's Neil with the Dastardly Gentleman, and we have Frank with us too. Hey, y'all! <laughs> and uh, that was Un Poco Loco <laughs> from Coco. From Coco. Because we're gonna talk a little bit about Coco today. It's a little bit. Frank. Did you go into Coco thinking you were going to hate it? I did. I actually was like, I'm like, this movie is going to be fucking awful. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, like, I saw the trailers and I'm like, I just, I have zero interest in this movie, but I have, you know, children. And so I'm like, ah, you know, I, I'll watch it with them. Right. And uh, it ended up being amazing. Like, I, I loved everything about that movie. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm singing that movie's praises, and it surprises me because normally I'm not really one for movies that are potentially emotional. Right. Because I'm, I'm not a super emotional person, uh, and I don't, like, I don't like movies that try to make me feel. I don't enjoy that sometimes. But this one was actually just really good. I mean, it was highly, I mean, it was well animated because it's Disney, obviously. But, like, the music was really good, and the story was actually really good, and the art direction was excellent. Okay. So I was I was overall very very impressed with that movie, and then the um, I thought I thought that I was afraid that it was going to get over indulgent in the cultural material, uh -huh. and it didn't. It did just enough for it like to be believable, <clears throat> and then it gave you kind of like a background on what you're looking at and why you're looking at it. It it wasn't trying to like shove it down your throat or or whatever i mean it, i i was i was mm -mm. i enjoyed it i did i thought it was a wonderful movie i thought that it i mean there was nothing like there's no agenda really about it it was just it was just a heartwarming story really yeah, and that's one of the things that like I, I think I really did enjoy about it is that there there it didn't feel like somebody was trying to convince me of something. Right. And I, I think that that's where I think that's where we're at right now in a lot of movies is that it feels like people are trying to convince you of a particular thing. I mean, like there's a difference between having theme and then being like a a setup propaganda piece. And I feel like a lot of movies right now are not even tiptoeing that line anymore. They're just kind of flopping on one side or the other, and I'm not really a fan of 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 any deeply divisive message one way or the other. I mean, like I don't like that. I mean, if you have a good story, I'm I'm pumped. If if your the theme of your movie coincides with everything else that's doing it without trying to like make me like change my my method of thinking in one way or one direction or another like strongly, then. Right. You know, awesome. It was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It had a heartwarming message, but it wasn't trying to be politically active. And I, I love that. I love that because it felt it felt good to watch it. Right. I mean, you get that like you get that pretty much everywhere now. I mean, I get I get what people are trying to do. They're trying to spread awareness for certain topics. Blah blah blah. But I mean, you get a lot of a lot of uh, 
shows nowadays that are just putting in social issues just because they can. And it's not advancing the story in any way. It's not like it, it's that click, dude. I mean, like they want they want that they want that view. They want that you know, like you know, like 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 you know. It's, it's funny because you can almost tell like you know what's going to happen, like what what kind of shows are going to come out depending on like the i mean obviously like the political climate and it's almost kind of it's almost kind of sad to to watch these almost ambulance chaser type move the shows and movies come out yeah and and it kind of makes me go like i mean did we have to do that though i mean couldn't we like just had like a good movie i mean you know uh i'm, I'm gonna come out i'm flat say it black panther i mean like i haven't even seen it but for the people that have seen it and people that have that i've, I've read of what's happened with it, I'm disappointed in that they felt the need to go this route for Black Panther. I mean, you knew it was and coming. <laughs> I know, but I mean, but here's my thing though: Black Panther is amazing. Regard, like, irregardless of like this, the the political message, Black Panther, as originally intended as a character, going through the years, was a fantastic character, and I've always loved Black Panther. I've always loved reading Black Panther comics. I mean, everything about it was awesome. I thought it was a very strong character. And then, you know, this movie comes out, and I'm like, like, isn't this, like, really kind of... It's, I mean, like, I felt like... I, I mean, from, from what I'm reading and from things that people are praising, I feel like the, I feel like the movie is a step backward. Well, yeah, I mean, and in, in, in storytelling because it's not about the story anymore. Because I mean, if you really boil down the story, it's really not very interesting at all. Do you think that it's a sign of the times, like the current situation that you know, pretty much this country in general, or even the planet right now is is going through right now? Or do you think that? No, I don't actually. You think it's just uh, a couple of people or a boardroom full of people making stupid decisions? It's not just that. I mean, it. So like, there's a there is a core group of people who don't understand what they're talking about, and then they perpetuate that that um, echo chamber mentality to their friends and their friends and their friends and their friends, and so then you have like a very small group of people that feel a particular way, and then they make something. Then the media is like, oh, look at this group of people that we can cater to that are presently feeling like they're being uh, uh, devalued or dehumanized or whatever, and we can make something that's going to supercharge them. It's a guaranteed niche audience. I mean, like, if you calculate, you know, how much is it going to take us to make the movie? How much is it going to take us to put all these theaters? How many people do we think, on average, are going to be, like, this particular core audience that will definitely go see this movie no matter what? Okay, that's our audience. That's our budget. Right. So, I mean, like, boom, then you make the movie, and then the, the exact turnout that you're expecting for like an identifiable group of people is going to go and then anybody else that goes is is you know extra change and it's kind of sad like i said because black panther is fantastic it could have been an excellent story with no political message and i'm not saying that you don't have a theme you have a theme that's fine having a theme is okay but having like a very very specific and negative political message is not fine they perpetuating something that's that's inherently um, I'm not gonna I mean it's not dishonest but it's inherently divisive is usually not is generally not good. Sure. Yeah. The the reason why I asked that is because like okay so there's some movies out there that like I said I haven't seen 
um, Black Panther, so I can't. Uh, you, I mean, we're going off of what people are saying and what people are writing and blah 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 right. blah. So without actually watching it for ourselves, we have to just look at the blowback from it. And that's but, my thing. I mean, like, I, I, I had a hard time. I wanted to go see it, but I also didn't want to go see it. And I'm like, do I want to give my money to a movie that's, you know, that that openly feels in a way that I, I don't feel is, you know, essentially right? You know, but, do I want to support that? But, and then I kind of cogitated on it. And the movie, was, I mean, I'm in a small town right now, so the movie's only here for like a week. Right. So I don't have much time to think about it. Well, my follow-up question to that is, is it really that way, or are people just so quick to jump on the bandwagon nowadays to to cry about an issue that might not even be there? I mean, I think that that might be the case too, because even if uh, you look at like what was it? There was a there was a movie uh, with what's the dude's name? Uh, Rami Malek. He's uh, the the star of Mr. Robot. Right. And there was a movie he was gonna be in. Um, a, about the Egyptians or whatever. And, you know, freaking people on Twitter are going nuts saying, oh yeah, you're going to pick a white person to, to play an Egyptian. And he is Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. So people are like losing their shit for nothing. They're like crying wolf when it's not even fucking there. So I think it goes both ways. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. And And one of the things that, I mean, one of the things about this particular, I guess, subject is that you have you have a small group of people who are like the vocal minority. The majority of people, like the majority of people, would never think like that particular way. I'll be like, you know, so you know, Ray Mount is going to play an Egyptian. Well, that's stupid. I mean, like, so oh, going to get a white man to play like a minority person's role? And like, okay, first of all, you know, most people I have ever talked to in my life would probably never say that. Nobody cares. I mean, like, really, nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, like, so the one time I really got kind of a giggle at shit like that was um, Gods of Egypt because they let Gerard Butler keep his accent. <laughs> and, I, and I'm and i like, this is dumb. I mean, he's supposed to, wasn't he playing, like, Osiris? I'm like, you're playing an Egyptian god and you have a Scottish fucking accent. I'm like, that's, 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 that's fucking objectively funny. Yeah. Because I mean, like you have like the these people that are kind of trying to do like at least half-ass like a, a faux accent. And then you got Gerard Butler like swooping in on like some mythical Egyptian beast, like I'm going to go to the land of the dead and I'm going to become the great king of the afterlife. And I'm like, this doesn't this doesn't feel to me See, like he he should be fighting raw. <laughs> that's just bad acting. I mean, like no, that's him making a paycheck. Well, that I mean, too. I mean, being, that, that's them being like we're gonna we're gonna make this. We're going to take the guy who played Jamie Lannister. We're going to take Jeffrey Rush. So, you know, uh, star from Game of Thrones, star from Pirates of the Caribbean, and we're going to take Gerard Butler, uh, and we're going to stick him into a movie that's just absolutely loaded with CGI. It's going to be a visual feast, and, you know, it's just going to make millions. That's yeah. just how it's going to work yeah. because we have all this star power in it. And then people watch the movie, and they're like, this movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, this movie is terrible. I mean, like, everything about this movie is fucking dumb. I mean, you look at that movie, okay, and then, like, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You got fucking... Oh, my God. You got Kevin Costner, and you got Christian Slater just being awful at being Englishmen. Like, <laughs> just... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was it was one of the most tragic pieces I think I've I've ever, unfortunately, been around. Because, I mean, like, when I was a kid, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this movie's amazing. But then, like, as I've, like, grown older and I, and I watched the movie again, it's not. I mean... 
Morgan Freeman, as always, killed it. Yeah. I mean, everything the man does is, is wonderful. Even like he had poorly written one-liners that he delivered so well that they actually ended up being funny because it was Morgan Freeman. And then, you know, the legendary Alan Rickman playing uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham, who who is the only reason that movie was a success. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. I, I don't care what, like, I, I don't care if Kevin Costner is in it, even to a lesser degree, I don't care if Morgan Freeman was in it. It could have been a whole bunch of B and D list actors and then Alan Rickman, and that movie would have been golden anyway. Yeah. And Christian Slater was, he's such a joke. I mean, all these English people, I mean, they had actual, they had actual English people in this movie. Right. Don't you feel bad being, portraying an English person and not even trying? Dude, when you dude. sound like, you know, like everyone else, everyone else is coming out of the, the, the little John and everybody else is coming, uh, Friar Tuck, they're all coming out of the woods. And they're like, we want your gold and we want your money. And we'll leave you alone. We're here to fight the Sheriff of Nottingham. And then you got Christian Slater like, oh, yeah, but uh, not me, though. I'm going to slash you up because I'm from Minnesota. And uh, that's how we do it down there. Uh, if you don't watch your essay, I'm going to hit you with a hockey puck. See, okay. First of all. I don't understand that. They're in the presence of fucking Patrick Stewart. I mean. <laughs> right? Right? Oh, my God. Oh my! Wait, was he in that? Was he was at the Stewart? very no, no, Sean Connery end. was in that, wasn't he? No, I think you're thinking of um, oh, Man of Tights. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm back. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It is objectively worse than. Yeah, I mean, you try to like faux faux Englishman and do it badly. Chuckers like you better watch your ass. I'm gonna shock you <laughs> in the fucking face. <laughs> like, oh god, I can't. <laughs> but so the thing that got me about that was okay, Kevin Costner made. Zero attempt at an accent, and he even came, he came Thank out. God, he came out and said, "I'm not fucking doing that. I mean, I'm just not gonna do that." And then Christian <laughs> Slater, he would be like, sometimes he would have an accent, and sometimes he wouldn't. Like, like he had like this like little like he'd talk he'd be like straight American, and then all of a sudden like on one word he would be like Irish and then American, <laughs> and and you'd be like, what was that? I think no. I think he just picked one one piece of the dialect, and that's to to instead of saying more, he'd be like more. That's yeah, it. That's all he did. I just, I mean, it's stuff like that that makes me want to jump in a time machine and go back and just 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 punch him right in the nuts. I mean, just don't. If you if you're gonna half-ass it, don't do it at all. Just don't. I don't understand why you would even take this fucking role, but don't don't do that. Oh, it's it's terrible. I appreciate that Kevin Costner didn't attempt an accent, but again, he's surrounded by people who do have, right. ha- either have or can fake. Yeah, and so it just it, you know everyone's talking about but like more work, more work, more work, and then you got Kevin Costner being like, "Hey, you're like different. Here's- Someone's different." Way out of place. (laughs) You are clear. One of these things is not like the other. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, that always bugged me. So we're talking about, you know, race, talking about dialects, but, I mean, also the social issues like, you know, the the LGBT community. I mean, we're going to go for broke on this one. We're we're pissing everybody off. But to be honest, like, okay, so like in The Walking Dead, for example, Okay. You've got 
You've got two gay couples in The Walking Dead. One's one's a male couple, one's a female couple. I mean, whatever. I mean, I got nothing against it. In fact, great, good, good on them. But yeah, think about it this way: one, it's not really doing anything for the story. Two, ninety-nine percent of the human population is dead. What are the odds you're gonna get two gay couples? Which are what? How many? How much percentage of a, of of the human population is? not straight let's just say like 10% okay let's just say 10 let's give it a high number what are the odds that two couples are going to land in the same community I think I think that there's a line from Dragon Age do you remember I think it was I think it was oh, I can't remember the the elf the elf gladiator from the first Dragon Age game that I, I was played all the way through it so you have to Okay, so he was he was a, a white haired like uh, I think his name was Fenris, and he he was he was bi, and one of the lines in it that that I I found was very appropriate as far as like you know what like both what you're talking about and, and what his life was because his life was always like you know he was a mercenary he used to sell swords since he was a child, so he grew up fighting and killing and everything else. So he ended so he he his his decision was being bi because he said that. In his life, pleasures were so few and far between that you took your pleasure where you could find it. Right. And so I think that that would be a similar situation in The Walking Dead, where you know you're in a stressful situation so so long and for so often, and you're in so much danger all the time, that it wouldn't really be that strange to seek comfort in any way. Sure. And and it would probably make you more, I guess, I guess, open to to. Uh, a same-sex relationship. Now, i I think that's, I think that's great for the story. Sure. I, th I mean, you know, ultimately, ultimately, anyone's relationship doesn't really make much difference, right? Because it's about, you know, the it's about the pure survival of the entire group. Uh, I would like to think that the. Here's my thing. I mean, I feel like The Walking Dead at this point is almost like beyond reproach, just because of the subject material that it, that it that it goes through, where it it almost rises above due to the nature of the story rises above social issues for the most part. Sure. Because it they they've never really made a political statement one way or the other. So like I almost I'm almost in the camp of like it was just done as uh, a character. Uh, as a character decision, and, and I'm and I'm completely fine with that. I think that's great. The things that would upset me would be decisions made that would be almost glaringly obvious, where you have we need to check this box, right? Because then that makes that, it, and then it makes any decision that that character makes is is almost wholly worthless. Yeah, and it's it's really almost in almost blatantly influenced by whatever political atmosphere is being tweeted right now. And you can almost use that person as like a political barometer for the rest of the show. And that's, that's distressing. Um, there was a, God, there was a, there's a writer for, I can't remember. If it's, I can't remember. If it's Polygon. Um, but uh, they're, they're a trans, they're a trans person and you know, fine. That's cool. I don't care. I, I don't. I don't care. That doesn't make any difference to me. What does make a difference to me is whenever they lambast a video game because they didn't. They didn't specifically have certain groups built within their game. Yeah, that shit pisses me off. So, so like, so we didn't check a box. 
that's stupid. I mean, if so, like it didn't come up. Okay. I mean, does it matter? Were were the characters that were there, were the characters that were there, good? Were they well written? Were they well acted? You know, did their did their motivations make sense? Did they bring a lot to the story? You know, those are the things that really matter for critique. The fact that like you know what what gender they prefer to what particular skin color they were doesn't really make much difference. No, it really doesn't. I, I mean, so I mean, like I, I don't I don't understand I don't understand that kind of that kind of mentality because I can't I can't even remember the game that she was talking about, but it was something like. It was. Some, it wasn't even a fighting game. It was. It was like some survival game. And she was like, "Why isn't there?" She said, "This game's okay, except for that there isn't a a black trans person." I'm like, like why? I mean, why specifically? I mean, like why? Is that what we're doing now? I mean, like, do we do we need to start like going down like a list and like checking like certain groups off? But then isn't that isn't that actually almost as as offensive, if not more offensive? I mean, just being like there's... you know like. Like, like, okay, yeah, we got one. I mean, like, their their character is cardboard, <laughs> but you know, yeah, they're there. Okay, I mean, like, what is it like? It's like it's like the Noah's Ark of social issues. It's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't things because, right? Uh, to be honest, like, they're they're just mad. They're just mad for no reason. Uh, their their reason is basically at this point, and and we'll we'll call it journalism. Um, right. They just want people to pay attention to them. Period. And I know that a lot of it's clickbaity, and I, and I and I get that, but I still, you know, even if it's clickbaity, I still read, I still read the words, you know, I, I and I try to, you know, deduce the actual things that you're saying, in the context of which that you're saying them. So then, like my concern, not only, not really concern, I guess, but like I guess my beef would come in, come about where, you know, do we need to, do we need that? I mean, like how, how how deep is the need for that? I mean, like when did when did that become an issue? I mean, okay. I guess, but I mean, does it fit that character? Does it fit the situation? Does it make any sense? You know, and then let's say like you do have one. Let's just say like you do have a trans character. Right. Then you have to have that trans character in their way. And that becomes to where you're no longer writing for the story. You're writing for a group. And you're and writing you're for letting the a social issue. Right, you're writing for a group that is going to dictate the way that your story plays out and the way that that you play out. Right, and that's that's not that's not any way to handle a character. I mean, like you should be able to decide a character, how they're going to interact, make sure they're you know the way their interactions make sense, and then don't break character. And that should the need arise, kill that character. And you know, in in this context, so if we if we let's just let's just say like we let's let's just say we went for the same example. So we had like a black trans person, and that and we we check we checked a box, and we wrote that person to act a certain way. Well, that's not what they wanted. Okay, so then we we start to evolve that character to to start to act like a certain way, and then through the course of events, that character, in order to either retire that character or to update into a different character or transition into a new scene or whatever, that character is killed. So. Now what? I mean, like now, now what message have we sent? Right. And the the polit the social political uh, message would probably be, you know, we didn't we didn't value that person. And right. they they you know even if like even like in the in the same context they've been killing every other character the entire time like all a Walking Dead. So I don't understand. I guess like I just I guess like because I'm I think things through. I just don't understand the mentality because to me whenever you're writing a story when you're writing a story the, that author has free reign to do whatever they want 
that author has free reign to write a story in any context, in any situation, any characters, any character bios that they feel are appropriate, and they should be essentially held in a position to be judged by your participation in their media, not by you participating in their media, ergo you decide what they write. Right. That should it should be they made a choice for a character and you deal with it. And your version of dealing with it is either suck it up and keep reading it because you love the story or you watch the show or whatever, or you stop watching it or you stop reading it or you don't, you know, you turn the movie off or, or whatever. I mean, like you, you vote with, you vote with your wallet. Yeah. You know, I don't like, I don't like what that person did. I don't really like the story. So you know, I turned it off. I mean, like I'm a huge Stephen King fan. He, he's made stories I've put down. I'm like, oh, this story's fucking stupid. I mean, this is a terrible story and, I, and I've, I've sold books. I, I've, I never sell books, but I've actually sold two of Stephen King's books that I fucking hated. Which ones? Uh, first one was Gerald's Game. I thought it was stupid. Um, I, I think mostly because like he was so wrapped up in the... I mean, I thought the idea was funny, but then I felt like he got so wrapped up in the idea of the description of uh, the sex acts that it lost a lot of the the impetus of the story. And so I just, I just didn't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, damn, what was the other one? Uh, the revival. Uh, I ended up, I ended up finishing it, but but I sold it, and I was just like, I'm like, it was okay, but like I, you know, it was it was so fucking predictable uh, by like a, the by like a third of the way in, and and I'm like, oh man, this is like ripped straight from Lovecraft, but like the prose isn't there, you know? I mean, like the thing about love, sorry, book tangent. The thing about Lovecraft is that like his the way his writing style was, he, his stories might have been predictable in some ways but like his writing style was so beautiful that you didn't really mind i mean king's a good author but he doesn't have like that that almost antiquated um level of prose that that lovecraft had mm-hmm. to where you would you would almost devour the words themselves and the way that he wrote over just the story itself whereas with king you know he's telling a story he wants to tell a story and that's great and i, and I appreciate that but then whatever like i call the ending like by like page 90 of a 400 page book and I'm like, man, this is like, this is almost plagiarism. <laughs> and then, you know, I finished it. I'm like, yeah, pretty much plagiarism. And then just want to throw it away. Uh, and I got money off of it. But <laughs> Mama didn't raise no dummy. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. I mean, to, to, to be honest, when it comes to things that have messages, like movies and, and, and stories that have messages in them, mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like the the message is lost, and I feel like the the overall story is weakened because of it. If you're gonna if you're gonna have a message or an agenda, just make the movie be about that, so I can not watch it or watch it if I choose. Like like don't just like kind of tuck it in there as one character learns a valuable lesson about. Being that kind of, you know, understanding of that social group or that, you know, that that kind of politics, like, I just don't, I don't understand like the the need, you know, like to the the to me a lot of times, especially given the the particular kinds of movie, depend depending on the kind of movie, I guess, you know, I don't, I want to be social issue free. I Have don't you... want like okay, you know, I'm gonna use a perfect example. Actually, I'm gonna use two perfect examples. Two perfect examples. One, it, we've already talked about Black Panther. Uh, if I watch Black Panther, I don't want to be inundated with what I can easily recognize as being present modern day problems. 
I mean, you know, because like, look, I mean, like we're already, we're already talking about it. You know, there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's noticeable, um, from what I've read, even in the praise of the movie, there's noticeable racism. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's straight up. I mean, it's blatant actually. I mean, like, and, and then the both, how I know that it's definitely there is because both sides of this particular spectrum have one has one, the one has praised the racism and the other one has decried it. So, I mean, it's obviously there. And then no one's denying that it's there, but like it's the you know depending on what side you're on, it's okay. I mean, you know, tell, let's be completely clear: racism's never okay, no matter who it's pointed at. Right. So I mean, like if you if you go into this movie thinking like you know like like yeah, damn whitey, I mean like no, that's not that's not what the Black Panther was ever about. Right. So I mean, the fact that that's what you're going here for is already showing that this is not in the original spirit of the movie. Right. And Absolutely. then and the fact that there are scenes in this movie that are uh you know confirmed to be just just glaring racism is difficult to to deal with and to stand especially whenever like you know you love the universe you love the character and you know be like oh man that's just like that's hard though i mean it's hard for me to be like yeah i like this movie i mean you didn't see that shit and and where did he originally pop up the the no civil war wasn't it uh yeah or was it civil war was it uh captain america it was Captain America Civil War. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So he popped up there, and there wasn't any overarching fucking racism things in there. It was just the story. There, yeah, there was no, there were no social commentaries beyond that. It was, it was almost like a retelling of uh, the Manchurian Candidate. And yeah. and but but I mean, here's the thing though. That was still that was still a good fucking story. Right. And you know, and like they told a good story, and you know, and it came to a head. And it was very well acted. Everything about it was great. Black Panther was fucking amazing. And then they come out with Black Panther, and it's so, and it's so negative, to a particular group. And I'm and I'm like, but why though? I mean, I don't understand. I I truly don't understand. And and that we're supposed to just kind of be like, that was a great movie. Ah, but but was it? I mean, like. That was mean. It was. It was. There's a lot of it that I just felt like was really mean spirited, and I feel like a lot of the the lead up to it's just been really mean spirited. I kind of like really the, want to see the movie. I really do because I do. I want to see it. I mean, and I, I don't, you know, you know, goddamn it, I'm probably gonna buy it because I bought every other Marvel movie. And, and again, I love Black Panther, so I mean, like, I really feel like I, I really want to buy it and I want to support the character. But I mean, like, the, you know, the cast, the cast uh, interviews, the every the the little the. Uh, the little prop, the little prop pieces that they've done leading up to the movie were all more or less of the same vein. Of you know, this was a movie about black power and it had nothing to do with Black Panther. And right. I'm like, that is wholly wrong on multiple levels. Let alone like you know, just like enjoying the the particular material of the Black Panther and the fact that he should be able to have a good fucking movie and a good action movie. All by himself, right? You know, I mean, like that—that that shouldn't be—that shouldn't be a thing. I mean, it shouldn't be like you know, hey, this the only reason this movie we made this movie is for political issues. Like, no, it should be because this was a great fucking movie, and Black Panther is an excellent character who very much should have had his own movie. Yeah. You know, I, I don't understand that. And the other movie that I can give as a perfect example is uh, the Last Jedi. I mean, that the Last Jedi was like it wore its. It wore its political opinions on its sleeves. Absolutely, it was so clear, and it was it was another one of those. I didn't come here for this. 
Right. You know, I didn't come here to be inundated with social uh, this in this social miasma. I was here to enjoy, you know, a Star Wars story. But not only was it not a very good Star Wars story, but it was also just it was just layers upon layers of just you know political correctness and and shoving political opinion in your face. And is this what is this what we've come to now? I mean, like we can't just make a movie anymore. Can't just be like a cool fucking story because now you can't even make like a timepiece anymore without people getting pissed off. Yeah. So I mean, I don't understand. I mean, you, know, you make a fucking movie like that, and then you polarize people, um, or people polarize themselves. Whatever you, whatever you want to pick from it. The like, movie is made because of the polarization. Yeah. And all that does is it perpetuates the problem. Absolutely. I mean, like, like, like realistically, like you know, it, it, it's just like it's just like these 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 damn mass shooters. I mean, like you know, you so you have a mass shooting, and yeah. it's a tragedy. But then, like, rather than immortalizing victims, you put the, the killer's name and face and body count score everywhere. So now you've given someone something to beat. Right. Like, it's a fucking game, you know? And, and it blows me away that we keep doing this. And it's the same thing with movies like this, where we have a clear political issue. I mean, like, it's a political issue. And here's the thing. It's only a political issue for a very small group of people. But it's a political issue nonetheless. So we're going to take a huge movie like, let's say, Star Wars. We're going to take a huge movie like Star Wars, and we're going to run our political issue through the whole thing. And we're going to just destroy the spirit of this movie and the spirit of this franchise for this political game. Did we win? Who won? Who won in this? I mean, like, you know, who, who sat back and went, job well done? Yeah, okay. Let me put on my uh, tinfoil hat here, since we're going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> do you think... Do you think this is being done on purpose? Like, Okay, so we as society right now are pretty damn polarized. I think we're more polarized now than we've been in a long time. Probably in the last 15 years. Mm. Give or take. And, like, we're like... Maybe just basically what I see online. I mean, I don't talk to a whole lot right. of people, but I see online just, right. just the flaming back and forth. And it, I mean, you know, it wasn't this bad ten years ago. You know, to to me, it wasn't this bad. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. I don't know, but it seemed to me like it wasn't this bad. Now, you get movies and talk shows and TV shows and all the stuff that's just coming out. And I get it. You want you want to be controversial, so that you can get people to be interested in your stuff. But that being said, it's helping. It's 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 pushing forward the destabilization of of our society. I mean, and I and I hate to hate to say it, but. I mean, the the lesser educated people are easily manipulated, and them being manipulated, it's it's basically just putting a little whisper in their ear. Hey, hate people that are different than you, or hey, there's there's people out there that are different than you. Deal with it, you know. Either or, <laughs> right. either or, and it just pisses them off and gets them riled up and gets them online and tweeting and fucking saying everything they have to say about how angry they are that they're being told to think differently than what they already think. So, you think maybe that it's being done on purpose? 
Actually, I actually I don't. I actually think it's been done on accident. Really? And and the reason why is because, so you know, fifteen years ago, realistically, realistically, fifteen years ago, we are absolutely no different than we are right now. If anything, actually, re- realistically, things have actually gotten better. The only difference is that things have gotten louder, and sure. certain groups have gotten focal points. And fifteen years ago, we didn't have shit like Reddit. We didn't have you know, four chan. We didn't have, you know, all these places for people to go out there and actually like have their opinion. We didn't have YouTube where people could, you know, have these, um, these tirades where they can, you know, have their political opinions put out and have people running amok with them. We also didn't have the idea where you could have uh, a politically supercharged, uh, movie. And that, so, so now what you have is you have, uh, well, thanks. Say. So now you have, let's just say like, you have a group like let's just say you know, I'm going to pick on them because I'm going to go on the other side. Let's say we have like Fox News, and they they have decided that they're going to pick. They've picked a side. They picked you know um, conservative. I'm, but um they they decide that you know basically anything Dem is bad, and then a lot of times that that ends up picking a particular um in a lot in a lot of ways from the elections and polls and and the, the consensus that things have that that shown basically to pick a a racial side as well so what ends up what ended up happening is that we have the media starts to just try to click bait and click bait and then these these bigger louder meaner nastier pieces and like they take one small issue that isn't really an issue and they conflate it to like this hindenburg event where it's not really in a it's not really a thing it's nothing nothing has really happened but you know the way the media portrays it you know there there were people well you know walking through the middle of harlem with a flamethrower and and so you end up conflating a small problem to a huge problem that isn't even that doesn't even exist. And then now, what ended up happening is that you see people voting sensibly up to a point, but now after years and years and years and years of the same sensationalist media, you got to a president who is the anathema to sensational. Well, he is sensational media. He is the embodiment of sensational media, but he is also the antithesis of everything that sensational media is interested in because he is unpredictable and everything he does is an actual issue. Right. So, and he, and he's calling attention to the problems that, that me has disclaimer. I don't like Trump. So, but I mean, I just want to point out that this is the reason why he's sitting in the oval office, because we have gotten to a point where there are people that are the actual voting population that had nothing to do. that weren't hurting anybody that weren't upsetting anybody that were just trying to live their lives and media over the course of years has told every, every group in America that those people that they, cause they're picking sides that those people are bad and everything those people do are bad. The cops are out to get you. You know, the, the white man is actually out to put you down. I mean, like they they chose to run these kind of stories, and they've you know the the other groups of people have chosen to believe this, and they've chosen to run with this, and now you see the majority group of people to see a president that is running against that kind of thing. I mean, like he he I mean, like I cannot stress it enough. He is the embodiment of sensationalist media. Yeah. I mean, he is practically a walking talking entire wing of fox news but i mean he also is anti-media which is just weird but okay and so this is the first time in american history where an angry vote 
has turned into an actual election because you had a majority of people who were pissed off at that what they were being told is that their way of life is wrong and they've been being told for years that their way of life is wrong without nothing with nothing really ever actually happening nothing has really changed and then so over the course of years you know they essentially poisoned the well to the point where it was just a straw that broke the camel's back they saw somebody where they can say fuck you to everybody who told them that their way of life was wrong because this person is representing it so it says he is representing everything that they are and so everyone says well if you vote for him you know you believe in this this and this and you're like well you know what i i am i am a, a white evangelical american and i didn't hurt anybody up to this point but everything that you guys say about me in the media you always tell me that i'm a hick you always tell me i'm ignorant you always tell me i'm an asshole you always tell me i'm fucking racist and i'm none of those things but you know what this guy fucking is have fun with that and and then you had a huge population of the country do that yeah because you know they're being targeted out right I mean, and, it, and it, it's I the mean, huge backlash of, of over the course of time racism the few people that actually did come out and say stuff like that, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. But most of them just went silent and voted silently because they were tired of getting trashed about their what they thought. Right. I because mean, because you because here's the thing that like there's a video. I mean, I, I encourage everyone to go watch it on YouTube. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh no, I don't think that. I mean, I, I don't know. I know that a lot of them. I know that a lot of them. People who voted for Trump don't view Trump as being like a good a good pick. I think that a lot of them voted because he wasn't Hillary. And that's never a good position. That's never a politically good position to be in. If you if you are not even choosing the lesser of two evils, you're just choosing one that isn't the one that's basically telling you that you're evil. It, it that's not good. Because the one person that if, if you're if your choice is between, you know, Satan and Lucifer and Satan's telling you that you're a shitty person, so you vote for Lucifer, did you really win? Nobody I mean, won. like, did anyone win? I mean, nobody <laughs> won the election. I mean, the the only person who won the election was sitting about five thousand miles in Moscow. I mean, like, I was the only person who won this in this election. But you know, we got to a point politically in America where, like, you can't actually have discourse with anyone. You can't politically speak to somebody without that person just shutting down and not. And, you know, you don't listen to facts anymore. You just get told that you're stupid or you're a hick or you're ignorant yeah. or whatever. You've got the I mean, two extremes. You've got the right. the people that are tired of talking about it and they shut the hell up. And you got people that are literally, literally screaming and yelling and right. shoving their views and their opinions down your fucking throat. And you're just like, I, I can't I can't debate with that. I can't debate with because there's no obnoxiousness. Debating. There, there's no debating it because they don't they're not interested because a debate a debate is implied that there will be two points of view that will be able to be shared equally sure. and that at some point <clears throat> there's a possibility that someone might learn a thing or two and there's no, they don't there's no interest in learning no, there's no interest in learning pop, there's no interest in sharing a point of view pop the earplugs in and start talking <laughs> i right. mean that's I mean, all it and, is and whenever you get to a certain point, like anytime I speak politically with somebody, and and I and I do, I enjoy I enjoy talking politics with people. I do even even politics to people that disagree with me, which is most people. Uh, I actually enjoy it because I enjoy the um, I enjoy the 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 rhetoric. I enjoy the debate. I enjoy the sharing of opinions because a lot of times, you know, I mean, I'm I you know, if someone thinks different than me politically and like they have a valid point, I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's a good point. I'm not gonna be like, you know, no, you're wrong because you're you know, you're just too liberal. I hate that. I mean, like, as soon as you start, like, throwing, like, you know, like, oh, you're a liberal, oh, you're a Democrat, I mean, you know, it just, it doesn't make any, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, you know, 
like whenever one of my friends said, you know, uh, somebody asked him, who, who, how are you going to vote? Are you Republican or Democrat? He goes, I'm an American. <laughs> and I'm like, perfect. That's a great answer. That is a great answer because that means I'm going to vote for whoever's the best. Yeah. I mean, and that's not, that means I don't care about party. I mean, and, and party politics has always been the, the worst thing that's ever happened to this nation to this day. And, and I think that that's one of the things that we can, we can also glean from our Hollywood debacles is that the majority of people in, in that control the Hollywood sphere are, are Democrat. And they, they've, they have decided to start really leaning very heavily on the movie making business. Sure. And it's distressing because I don't want that. I mean, and I'm not even saying that like, you know, being Democrats wrong. I'm just saying that like whenever you use, you know, an escapism outlet to levy your political opinion, I mean, I feel like that's, I think, I feel like that's ethically incorrect, but I mean, at the same time, you also as a consumer have the decision, have the ability to make the decision that you don't want to consume that media, which is what I do with Black Panther for now. Cause like I said, I'm going to buy the damn thing anyway, but you know, fuck. I really want to watch it because I love the Black Panther. Fuck, I really don't. I don't want to buy the. I don't want to give him money. I don't. <laughs> don't but I want to watch the fucking movie. God damn it. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get it for you, Frank. Oh, you can buy it for me. <laughs> You're the worst. Hey, fans, how you doing, man? Thanks for dropping by. Squabbly. <laughs> what is that? What? Oh, uh, look at we got a lot of people dropping by. Hey, everybody, uh, thanks hey. for dropping by. It's a raid. It's a raid. All right. We we've, we've never had one of these. Are we gonna go to? Well, we did, but you weren't here. Oh. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna go to Gruel? <laughs> You're so old. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't explain how much this means to me. <laughs> Does it mean a lot? Does it mean a lot to you? Tell me how it means to you. Show me. Show me your face. Show me what it means to you. You're so you're so terrible. You're you're a horrible human being. I'll I'll show you my follower face if you guys follow. Hit the follow no, button. Goes, don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't. Why? Why is that still our thing? Because so, you haven't given me anything oh, better man. yet. <laughs> I love wink, wink. Is so, it a wink or is it a blink? Because I don't think he actually has the ability there it is. to uh, to blink. <gasps> Same. Same. Thanks for subscribing, dude. Woo! That was back when I didn't have all this. Oh, yeah, that took you like six months to grow. Shut up, Frank. Uh, so, oh, dude. ETA crew, thanks. Look at him, he's missing up. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, woo. Oh, keep him coming. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, I, th I think we, we uh, beat that dead horse with the... Wow, is that is that what you call my rants now? Beating a dead horse? No, we dick? we talk about thirty minutes about about how uh, politics are now in the media and newsflash. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I I spend a lot of time in my life being completely right. Oh, We're talking about party okay. politics and Black Panther, right? Black Panther, you know, I don't, I. I don't. I don't. I don't get Black Panther. I don't get the decisions that were made in in Black Panther to to make that a thing. Also, I don't understand how how it could have gotten past the censors of being okay. That's fine. That's a great. You know, that's a great decision. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, because like I don't want to. I'm, I'm torn between like spoilers and the fact that like we I haven't seen, seen it either. either. But I mean, like we, we haven't seen it. But like I I've I've read quite a bit about it and the 
the deciding factor about like what was actually true in it and what was there was both sides that both hated and loved a thing about it. Uh, so if they were, if one, if one group hated the thing about it and one group loved the exact same thing about it, it obviously happened. And thank you everybody for subscribing. Thanks oh my god, everybody. you guys are awesome, man. Dude, making me look at my ugly mug with my. I wish you guys face. Were, were, were making me see that. <laughs> uh, Frank's read all comics ever. I mean, that's all he no, ever thanks. does. I, I have, and I, and I really liked the. I loved the Black Panther comic prior. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Ice, you're not entirely wrong. I mean, like that's that was my that was my big problem with it the, with the movie is that you know that was one of the things that was being highly praised about Black Panther was that it was all about you know Black Power this and Black Power that and I, and I'm and I'm kind of like, do we did we need to do that? I mean, the Black Panther by himself was an excellent character, had fantastic stories, you know, good good fight scenes, good action, good writing. You know, Wakanda was a wonderful place, but I mean. Did we need to? Did we need to go super sociopolitical to make him have his own movie? Because it felt not only out of place, but it felt like it was just—it just wasn't—it wasn't in keeping with what was most of the uh, uh, the the rest of the the Marvel universe, I guess. Right. It like we've been saying before. You guys probably showed up. It's it it didn't help the story. It was really just a statement, and it. Honestly, probably took away from the story more so than anything. That's what everybody's saying. Like, like we said, we right. haven't seen the movie. We're going based on the backlash it's gotten, both for yeah. and against. So, it makes us uh, concerned about actually watching the movie. But still, probably gonna watch it. Just probably not, you know, in the theater. Was it? It was a bit contrived. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, there the. There, there. The particular scene that that I have in that I have in mind that has been, you know, both praised and and decried. I would be part of the decried group. Is uh, Martin Freeman's in it, uh, Bilbo, mm. and I guess like he's in the the same room as uh, one of the other Wakandan warlords and T'Challa, and they're trying to talk about what to do as far as like. T'Challa getting back to Wakanda and whatever. And so Martin Freeman says, I have an idea. And then in the, pri in the process of him saying, I have an idea, the entire room starts uh, doing like uh, this gorilla grunt howl at him until he stops talking. And then the, the warlord says, you're not allowed to speak because you're white. And I'm like, that's kind of, that's rough. That's rough. I mean, like, and the only way that, like, on the flip side, that you could say anything like that on the flip side is say, like, you can't say anything because you're black is if you were a full-on Confederate flag waving. I mean, like, you have to be literally the captain of the Amistad. And then you could say something like that because in the end, you are you are literally Satan. Which, yeah, if you were to do something like that, it's basically career suicide. I mean, <laughs> let's, be, right. I mean, let's like, be real here. You know, like, the only person who's made a, made a movie where they were, like, literally one of the most racist pieces of garbage on the planet... Are, well, two people. One uh, is Ray Fiennes from Schindler's List because he was just fucking incredible in that movie. Right. And uh, Edward Norton. Uh, what the hell is that movie called? American History uh, X. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like, he, he was a horrible human being, and <laughs> and he he managed to skate away with uh, with a de with his career more or less intact. He's still a dick, but oh.
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, he he went in there knowing n- knowing what he was doing um, as uh, Vineyard Derek Vineyard, and I mean, there was a the whole the whole thing was a a, a political statement. It was a social issue statement, and it wasn't even really about. It was about you know blacks and whites in terms of racism there, but the moral of the story was don't hate. <laughs> I mean, hate is right. hate is baggage. Hate takes too much of your life. It just consumes you. I wouldn't mind going on your show. I think yeah. it would be fun. I don't even know what your show is, but I'll go. I can talk about anything at length because I'm a chatty Cathy. Yeah, <laughs> more so than me. I'm, I'm a better host than I am a color commentator, but uh, Let's see. we'd be happy to go uh, on the show. I'm going to go to sayings first. There are two parts of Hollywood, right? There's the money, there's the artist. The artists are about making the political statement and shaping the social narrative. The money doesn't care what the movie is about as long as the ticket sales are up. Unfortunately, this is the perfect environment these days to make politically motivated movies. That is absolutely 100% true. And it's unfortunate that you can take a character. Like, it'd be one thing if you made like a movie that was standalone and didn't wasn't part of a broader spectrum like the the Marvel Cinematic Universe is for the Black Panther and the fact that Black Panther, you know, gets his own movie uh, after being a side character in Civil War, and then this is what you choose to do with it. And this is this is this is the 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 boat that you decided to sail in on was this, you know, uh, blatantly uh, as as uh, Pants point out, contrived uh, picture book of racism. And it's it's difficult for me to be like, you know, yeah, yeah, they made a great decision because, I mean. Politically, maybe, but I mean, as far as like you know, enjoying the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I, I really don't. I really don't know. I really don't think so. And then also doesn't make any sense because I mean, like, if he's really so down on like you know having the opinions of white folk in his presence, then wouldn't he just hate the shit out of Captain America, who's like literally the embodiment of like basically Wonder Bread? That I agree with. I mean, and also when you think about the grand scheme of things, especially in the fucking. <laughs> In the Marvel Universe, that's such small potatoes. I mean, hey, Empire Strikes Ass. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You're damn right it does. Um, it's just so small potatoes. You got like world-ending threats like every year. So, oh, let's talk about racism. No, let's talk about the fucking giant monster that's going to take over the world. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, how about like it's like you, you know, there's plenty of there's plenty of time to talk about like actual issues. I mean, like I don't. I mean, like a lot of times, you know, Thomas Sowell is a uh, a modern a modern philosopher is is written a, a plethora of books that basically uh, describe that the the, you know, the social social and institutional racism is is effectively over. It doesn't exist anymore. And you know, in in his in his you know he he was educated in and, and grew up in in Harlem, and he was you know he's very he's very well spoken. He's got a just a boatload of data and his books are extremely interesting i've only heard only listened to little snippets of it because i mean shit's kind of boring let's be real i mean you know once you start getting like i enjoy philosophy books but like once you start getting into like statistics uh, i started getting kind of tired yeah sure i get it i mean i i was a rampage movie and see that they practically butchered the actual lore west of how the monsters came to be yeah well, that sounds about right Marvel in general has been co-opted to the point that Marvel can't make a comic or such without being political. That 
is unfortunately true. I think that I think Disney is starting to kind of like be like a sleeping giant that's waking up politically, and I'm and I'm I'm disappointed in that because I really feel that like Disney up to this point has pretty much held its head out of the the mire um, with as far you know politically because it it hasn't really picked a side. It's it's made decisions for making a good movie. And it's made decisions for making like, you know, the next princess or, or, or whatever. And, and these are, these are um, both, uh, these are both decisions that can be lauded both in financially because a princess movie is always going to make a shitload of money. And, you know, uh, as far as the uh, not really adding to the quagmire, because all, all Disney movies for the most part, I've always had like a positive has have had a positive spin in one, in one way or another. And, and the fact that they, they're starting to get into this, you know, they're tiptoeing. Well, actually, look, Black. If if Disney had like a lot of control over Black Panther, it wasn't really a tiptoe. It was like a full on like flat foot into the bullshit. Because I mean, like, it's just I don't understand why we would do that. It's because being polarized and overly opinionated is now is popular culture. I, I mean, I guess that is true. I. I guess I guess I fall right into that because I'm highly opinionated. I've always been highly opinionated, but at the same time, I I feel like I feel like I, I actually have some sense, and I don't really I actually think things through. <laughs> and I I think that's a lot of I think that a lot of people don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like buzzword ah rage, <laughs> and they start throwing chairs and you know shit like that, and they're ready to fight anybody, and I don't get it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no substance in those arguments. It's just yelling, and and when when you get overly emotional, when you start throwing, just you know, like fake news or some shit, like I don't know, like it, it's not a I conversation mean, anymore. It's just okay. I'm done. Peace. Oh, I can't do this. Dragon, you're you're one hundred percent right. Free society does breed opinions, and 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 many times you know the the. The more not the more free and the more secure a society is, the stronger the opinions can be because they have the freedom to do so. But the the only problem with that is that a lot of times your your people with very strong opinions also need to be ha, needs to have the education or background to be able to make those opinions actually mean something. Yeah. Because anybody can have an opinion, but your opinion, if your opinion is outlandish and and is nonsensical and isn't supported by anything, then you don't really have you don't you have an opinion with no substance. Yeah. And and what Dragon Daughter is saying it makes a lot of sense to be more open minded. I mean obviously right. you, you can't just you can't you can, and that's part of the problem, but you gotta be willing to change your mind like at any given time like somebody has to convince you or be able to convince you that maybe what you're thinking isn't entirely right because i mean you can you can support your argument say something like i hate the color blue well why eh, i just i just don't like it that's like that's almost like a worthless opinion. Okay. I mean, you, you can have Moving it. Moving on. You know, you're like, it's like like we don't like it's it's like say I, I hate the color blue. So okay, you fine. You hate the color blue, but why? Well, I just do. Okay, I'm not gonna continue to ask you. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm gonna ask you. I'm not gonna try to change your mind. You know, I might love the color blue. You hate it. Okay. I mean, like you know, but why? 
you know, because we have um, we have a friend that that does the same thing. You know, like uh, there's a he, you know, the Game of Thrones is out there, and, and I'm like, I'm like, have you watched Game of Thrones? No, I hate Game of Thrones. Oh, I mean, like, what about it? Did you not like? I mean, like, it kind of strikes me as something that you'd probably really enjoy. And he's like, well, I've never seen it, but you know, it's just you know, I just know that I wouldn't like it. And I'm like, but like, but why though? You know, I mean, like, you're entitled to your opinion that you think that you would not like it. I mean, you could do that. That's fine. But I am curious as to why. Well, I just know that I wouldn't because everybody else likes it. Your reasoning is that nobody else likes it or that everybody else likes it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just don't like it. Okay. I mean, how can you argue with that? I mean, like, that, that's, that makes no sense. That's the same kind of argument you would have, um, have with, with, like, trying to feed your children. Hey, eat your peas. I don't like peas. Um, but yeah, you've you never mean- had peas before. Can you just try like yeah. three of them, and maybe like if you don't like them, then we'll just scrape the plate. No, I'm not gonna do that. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dragonar says we have socially decided that this is bad. Republican trite, wishy-washy, and all that. It, it is frustrating. Uh, it is. It's absolutely frustrating whenever you have you have an opinion, and you can have that opinion, but if that opinion it can be proven to be, you know, in not so much invalidated, but it, it can be proven to be wrong or infactual at best you should at least be open-minded enough to concede the ground whenever it's proven to you and can be proven to you empirically that that that, that opinion that you are holding is incorrect like let's just say let's just take take for example the the um uh the inauguration thing so let's just say you know so trump digs his heels in you know why well, had a million people there you know i mean you didn't because there's no way a million people could fit there I mean, realistically, there's no way a million people fit there. And then, you know, that you can be empirically proven, you should be like, okay, well, maybe it wasn't a million. I mean, but there are people out there who have that, who have an opinion that can be easily proven incorrect, and then they will double down, and then that they become immovable. And that's not how you have discourse. That's not how you learn. That's not how you grow, both politically and and personally. I mean, if you you decide that your your shit is 100% factual, Regardless of proof, I mean, you might as well you might as well stop being human, right? I mean, you might you're pretty much just a poster board. Yeah, you, you're all of your opinions are written in pen. <laughs> being that I'm a furry, the furry fandom has slowly fallen to the same way, but we are fighting it back, and the SJWs are starting to leave the furry fandom ever so slowly. This comes to show that if your fandom or product company or whatever has the ability to push back against authoritarian folks like the extreme left, then they will survive due to their endeavors. I am, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that like people are actually able to effect a change in their particular fandom, regardless of what it is for what they feel is correct. Now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, SJWs in general, I'm I'm very strongly actually not even in general. SJW is inherently incorrect. Um, but so I feel like that anyone who identifies as an SJW needs to be educated in some way that they can actually affect change in a in a, in a useful way. I'm a furry myself. Good. Look at all the furries. It's like it's like oh my god, my family. <laughs> Do you believe I'm a dragon wolf? I mean, why the fuck not, dude? Uber cow. <laughs> Whatever you want to be. I don't know everyone has the cherry folds in a bunch. That's a <laughs> that's also a good question. Here's the thing: nobody does. Not maybe like this. So like I, you know, I lived in Southern Louisiana forever, and you know, if you went by the news, you know, Southern Louisiana should have divide basically been, been like old fifties segregation. I mean, like it should have been like you know, th- this is the white drinking fountain, this is the black drinking fountain, but 
you know, man, down the south, everybody was so good to each other. We were, everyone was so nice to me. I mean, everyone was so nice to each other. I mean, like we, you know, we were play our kids were playing together and everything. I mean, it, it's it's so incredibly conflated. To it was it's the you know, this group of people, this group of people has a problem. So then those group of people end up on TV, and then these group of people think that it's a problem. I mean, there is there isn't really a problem. I mean, there there. I mean, the entire time I was in Louisiana, I never once had a problem. I mean, why would you? It's it like I said, why it's they're just people. They're just people, and people have their opinions, and most people have their opinions behind closed doors. A few people that get on camera and on the news and on TV that get to spout out their opinions, they don't speak for everybody. In fact, they may not even, they may not even speak for themselves. They're just trying to get their 15 minutes, you know? So it's, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I, I think that it's just adding fuel to the fire that isn't really even there. It's just... I want to be important. I want attention. Nice, is... Misty. Yeah, thanks for dropping by. Let's see, Pat says humans are naturally skeptical creatures. This is not a bad thing. It is fantastic, but that inherently breeds doubt. We also tend to create patterns to better understand our world. When we recognize a pattern, such as this type of voter stands for the ideologies of the party, we naturally create a connection between individuals and the rhetoric of what we read, hear, or see. The unfortunate side effect of this drama sells. So the press and media creates drama, right? And they, that is part of the, um, we were talking about earlier where you have your media over the course of years have uh, decided to pick sides and up to a certain, up to a point, I think, I think it was probably in the eighties, it really started kind of like flipping around to being more political. It was just news. So then you end up with, uh, news outlets that are taking a small thing and making it huge, and they're picking sides. Uh, I'm Louisiana. Hey, ice, good. I was in Lafayette for years. It was awesome. That's why when I saw the list of classes for certain social degrees, they effectively reading SGWs that are pissed off about the indentured servitude. Many are not even where they're a part of. It. Um, yeah, the uh, gender studies uh, are one of the the major. Um, one of the major social classes that's been coming out, social classes like um, Berkeley, UCLA, and um, uh, University of Toronto both have. And it's it's absolutely madness. Uh, just the idea of that there is actually professors um, that uh, have this insane notion that they can get in front of a group of people and essentially indoctrinate them to hate a particular group and that, that it's perfectly it's perfectly fine and that there are you know an unlimited number of genders and that anyone who tells you differently is obviously uh, a racist and a fascist and should be fought i'm like this is insane uh if you ever get a chance to if you uh, uh look up uh, ronaldo uh, walcott he's um he's an sjw uh or he's a gender studies professor at um i think at the I can't remember what the hell it's called, but he is, he's fucking hysterical to listen to because the shit that comes out of his mouth is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have the sanity for that. <laughs> I mean, like you keep on linking me videos to freaking Alex Jones and I just want to kill myself. So, 
Well, yeah, but that's because I I know that it's gonna piss you off because Alex Jones is is the is the other side of that where he is completely fucking insane, <laughs> and I love he is you know he's a train wreck in human form. Everything about Alex Jones is just absolute comedy gold. Every time the man fucking opens his mouth, I literally burst into tears laughing. It is so funny. Like uh, he has never I have never seen a clip or a show of his. Look, I periodically watch the show. I have zero zero to do or or agree politically with alex jones but the man is a fucking hurricane of errors and it is amazing to to watch if you were if you were to swap out the name of his network the infowars thing with i don't know like a logo for comedy central i'd probably laugh my ass off too but because he's like trying to be serious it's more sad than anything in fact, it just—it makes me lose faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough. Uh, it's just, it was shaking and shaking. Ronaldo. I mean, he, it's 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 pretty fucking funny. I I laugh incredibly hard. Be down there on our show. Thanks for dropping Skip by, Dragon Daughter. Daughter. Yeah, it'd be fun. Who knows? Send us a send us a message. We'll find out. We'll find out what we can do. Yeah, see if we can get the get the the chitty chat. You can listen to our terribly old people opinion. <laughs> back, in, back in my day, there were no problems like this. I mean, we, we just threw our canes at each other, and it was fine. So, Frank, let's, let's talk about Deadpool. Especially the cowards me saying he's going to chase the cowards. Goddamn, Alex Jones is wonderful. I mean, he's a... Look, I mean, is there a point, is there a point where Alex Jones has become such a tragedy that he becomes a national treasure? No. I refuse. Oh, okay. It's not just sad, it's scary. Alex Jones has millions of viewers that actually believe him. I can't blame the guy for capitalizing on stupidity. I'm just happy YouTube needed him. But yeah, here's the thing, though. He genuinely believes that. He genuinely believes the shit that he spews, and that's what's terrifying. One of my bosses in my last job, he um he was he was an Alex Jones guy, and he bought in full, full, full sale. I mean, everything. I mean, Alex Jones said it. I mean, clear, I mean, it's it's it it happened. That the 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 gay frogs thing, I mean, he he was like can you believe that they're turning frogs gay? I don't like, do you no. know how amphibians work? <laughs> do you know that if there's one frog and there's a whole bunch of males and there's one female, some of the males will become female because that's what amphibians do to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that in fourth grade science class. It blew my mind too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I, by believe game theory, I guess I don't know what that is. Yeah, what is know. you know what a game theory is, Neil? No, I'm gonna no Google idea. it. Look it up. I'm googling it. You talk talk to me about talk to me about talk to me about the Deadpool movie that I'm probably not gonna watch. You're not gonna watch it? I don't know. I'm I'm torn. You saw the first one, right? Yeah, I know. Like it, it. It's a lot like you know, it's a lot like uh, the Deadpool comics. I can only handle like one or two. You know. Well, I mean, because, okay, so anytime you get wrapped up in any kind of Deadpool, you just have to know going into it that there's no real danger for Deadpool, ever. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> I get that, but I mean, like, you know, I, it's just like with the comics, you know, I, I, I read the comic and, and, I'm, and, I'm reading, and I'm reading Deadpool, and I know he's going to be zany, and he's going to be weird, and he's going to be bizarre, and I know he's going to do some outlandish shit, but, I mean, there is a point where I'm like, this is actually boring, 
um, because he doesn't. There's no there's no story. There's no actual story in Deadpool. It's just him doing a bunch of different things, and and I, I get I get tired of it. You know, I mean, because okay. it just gets it gets dumb. Very probability. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, that's not that's not that weird. Yeah. Possibly that Wario in the Mario games is taller than Mario, and that Sonic is slow, and that Zootopia movie is about drugs instead of racial stereotypes. I thought it was about making some really awesome hentai. <laughs> It's easy to be doing Alex Jones impression. All you guys do is just take something absolutely outlandish and just scream at the top of your lungs. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to follow up with a bunch of like really, really colorful, visceral expressions like, Mark bleeds red American blood! <laughs> but, oh, God, I can't even stand him. I mean, it's so fucking funny. Neil, help me. I have, I have an addiction. You've got a, you've got a problem. i got a problem... I try, try to, to learn things, and it's so dumb. I try I mean, to like steer I, you away from these things, but you just keep on linking me articles it. and videos of shit that is just... It's like you're, giving them, be, you're giving them clicks, Frank. Read. Nobody should read this stuff, but I do. You read, I can't help okay, it. You read the roots all the time. I, I do, I do. I read the root, and it all it is is literally just like, it's a non-stop, it's a non-stop smorgasbord of everything that's fit to piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about real game theory that revolutionized statistics, not the conspiracy. Yeah, I mean, bright side is that by asking, I got both answers. There you go. Yeah. Also, I think it was an amazing Alex Jones impression. Well, that's good. Everyone should have a talent. We'll have to see it sometime for sure. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see you scream nonsensical things and beat the shit out of your desk and sweat Are like you... a whore in church. <laughs> is your skin almost kind of red a little bit? Look like, like Satan. Satan <laughs> <laughs> and a Rolex. Alright, so so Deadpool. Alright, so the uh movie trailer I thought was pretty underwhelming. Unfortunately. I didn't know that they were gonna make Cable the villain. Yeah, but I mean he kinda was in the comic. Was he? Fuck Cable fucking hates Deadpool. Well he hates like okay, so I never read the comic. I have a couple of them. I still need to read them. But um, his words are so threatening. Look, it's just I, I don't got time for that shit. So, but I played the Deadpool uh-huh. game, and it gave me a good uh, summary of how Deadpool and Cable interact with each other. And Cable's doing what he thinks is good for the future, obviously. Uh huh. And. In the game, he partners up with Deadpool. He's like, "All right, let's well, do this." Well, because in the comics, he partners up with Deadpool too. Yeah, let's let's get this done. And Deadpool just fucks off and does whatever he wants, and Cable just does it all himself. Well, yeah, and in a lot of the comics, I mean, he uses Deadpool to hilarious effect in many ways, including but not limited to literally blowing him to pieces on on an average, just because. He's, he knows nothing's going to happen to him, but he also doesn't mind if it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I imagine that at one point, the, the real the real hilarious, like, topsy-turvy moment for, for a Deadpool comic would be if Cable does actually put Deadpool in danger, and then he actually dies. And Cable would just stand there and be like, I did it. <laughs> I did it. I'm free. 
I don't have to deal with them anymore. We were talking earlier about uh, how powerful Deadpool actually is. And I hate saying that out loud because I dislike him intensely as a character. Well, I mean, he's stupid. He's he. If you can go outside of the bounds of the universe, you're more than a god. You're you're a visitor at that point. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I'm among them, but I'm not one of them. It's but... basically it's basically like he's playing an MMO, and he could right. just turn it off at any time, make a comment, turn it back on, log back in. Yeah, he does. I mean, like, he could basically go and Google his own answer because, I mean, you know, he's losing in a comic or whatever. He pokes his head out and be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And then, like, you know, he gets an answer magically and then it goes, oh, right. And then just comes back in. Yeah, he could literally, like, come out of the comic, flip a couple pages forward. Okay, I'm supposed to be there. Wow, plot device. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, he would probably be the easiest character to write for. Because if you write yourself into a corner, do something bonkers bananas, have him leave the entire frame and then go to the next frame. Yeah. And they and have then, done that. You know, <laughs> you you know, you answered your own question. And I'm and I so like, you know, as, as a person who's like more I guess I I guess I'm like more into more serious um stories and things, uh I just kinda I don't I don't wholly appreciate Deadpool as a character. Like I, I like stories to not so much make sense. Like, cause I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind a goofy story, sure. but I, I don't like a story that doesn't follow any level of cohesion and doesn't actually have any real substance. And not no a story at that point. Deadpool, right? No Deadpool comic has ever had any actual substance. I mean, like he's done stuff, but nothing ever really happened. I will say that, like, okay, so the Deadpool movie, I was concerned. I mean. I was a little concerned because I didn't want him to just become a collection of memes. Well, that's what he is. But he's not, though. You want a collection of memes? Watch the second Joe Dirt. No, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, me too. Awful. Yeah. Awful. Uh, Deadpool is also in love with death. True, so is Thanos. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Well, no, we talked about that uh, before we started the show. Yeah, we did. Right, um, yeah. I will not get into it because you were trying to talk, and that's rude. Oh, go ahead. No, I want you to talk about it. I was just say, like, you know. I just don't know that... if we want to give the spoilers away. Cause... Oh, yeah, good point, good point. You know what, never mind, never mind. It will be spoilers, and that's not fair. So. Well, we'll, we'll refrain from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pants, thanks for coming by. It was great having you. Yeah, absolutely. We'll thanks for coming by. Later. We'll come by and do whatever... It'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we always have opinions about everything all the time. Because we're old and crotchety and grumpy. Damn kids on my lawn. <laughs> so we should have been grumpy gentlemen because all we do is bitch about stuff. Grumpy old man. I think it's copyright Frank. Grumpy old men. Walter Matthau. Oh, don't then the uh, Jack Lemon. So yeah. good. I love that movie. It was a good movie. They were in so many well, it was Walter Matthau. Uh, I was thinking of the um uh, the one where their presence is Jack Lemon and um, uh, God help me, can't remember his name. Fuck, that makes me feel bad. He played Maverick. Tom Cruise. Not that one. <laughs> you guys see the Postal games? They good, like Paperboy, or like the one where you run around and shoot the shit out of people because they never did good to begin with. Postal games. A very niche audience and. 
they always look terrible and they functioned even worse. I mean, unless they're going to make a new one, which um. is, which is surprising, uh, given the, you know, like we we're talking, you know, politically before this would be like the, the polar opposite of the, uh, being politically correct and making a, a game, uh, glorifying, uh, mass, mass killings, uh, as it's, main impetus of the story. Yeah. That's yeah, th- I mean those games really never did very well. So uh, none of the postal games did well. Basically just a, a fetished Duke Nukem sounds like. I mean I never really Right. I mean did you ever did you ever see Hatred? No. Uh so you know that game that game had the possibility of being um a really good social commentary while also being a functional isometric shooter but it failed to do anything well so like what it pretty much ended up doing is what it could have done is it could have been uh told from an ironic point of view and what it is is it's a so it's a it's a top-down isometric shooter so like think diablo but with machine guns and shotguns and shit right but literally all you do is run around you just you just shoot people that are trying to hide and you've got like you know um uh, executions where, like, you know, you put a shotgun in a woman who's crying his mouth, and you just blur, blur her to pieces, and and whatever. Um, but the the that that is that is it. I mean, that's the game. I mean, you run around, you shoot people who are crying and trying to get away from you, or hiding in a building, and then you go and you set the building on fire, and and that's 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 the game. In oh, so you're, you're a terrorist. You, yeah, I mean, you it's literally it's you're literally just a mass shooter, and and the game, like I said, the game had the opportunity to go the step further and actually be told from a place of irony and actually be like a pretty good um, taste on uh, could take on social commentary and, and could have done it in a way that made it uh, unobvious, unobvious, um, but that would be in a way that you could actually appreciate without being overtly aware that it was being a social commentary by like, mm, Making it so that, you know, it's fucking way harder than you think to sure. just waste all these people or, you know, the 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 potential lashback uh, backlash from from what he's actually doing. And it was disappointing and that the 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 way that the game was even marketed was was literally even even worse. Uh, and it was it was almost identical in spirit to Postal, and Postal also didn't do well. Hatred did even worse. Hatred got banned from, I think, I know it's banned from Twitch. I'm pretty sure it got banned from Steam. So, I mean, it's just, it's just universally, it was just a lot as being just an absolute shit show. Right. Uh, actually, the game Postal 2 was able to have DLC up to 2015. Yeah, but it's still, it was still, it still didn't do well. It still didn't do well, it still didn't look well, it still didn't function well. It's cool that it had DLC up in 2015 if people were still buying it. I mean, vote with your wallet. If you like it, you like it. It still didn't. I mean, commercially, it didn't do very well. Personally, I, I mean, like, I, I don't dislike games like that. I just think that after a while, they get kind of dull. Which is weird coming from me, because I'm pretty much really, like, you know, up to my eyeballs and just sort of, like, want destruction and murder. But after a while, I do get kind of bored with someone else's vision of what is extreme. <laughs> I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, whenever, like, you have a game like Postal, where... You know, you're you're trying to be violent and gratuitous and excessive and angry and uh, just really kind of you know take on the world and burn people alive. You know, a lot of people don't really have the imagination or creativity to really go beyond that. And so, like some people, the worst thing that you could do to them is shoot them. Right. 
And to someone like me who has that level of like gruesome creativity, I'm like, I mean, it's okay. For starters. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, what what else did you do to him? You know, and I, and if if that's like literally the worst thing that gets, I'm just kind of nah, nah. You don't have to murder everyone, but I mean, what's the point of playing the game if you don't? Yeah, I mean, we're we're it's like playing GTA and then not just like shooting every prostitute in the game. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, you probably should. (laughs) (laughs) They're practically ATMs. You just got to hit them a little harder. I mean, ATMs that already just took your money and my semen. (laughs) Old Frank the Ripper. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Miss. Dude, that was a good movie, From Hell. Oh, my God. Did you ever watch that? No, I've been... Get out of my house. I need to, though. I've, I've always out. wanted to watch it. I've always seen Get the poster. Get off my screen. What is wrong with you? Lots of oh things. Oh, my God. Actually. It was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. That was a that was a wonderful movie. I'm disappointed in you. Me, too. <laughs> Mama Coco, I'm so sad. <laughs> Got to make an early abortion. I mean, you could do that with like a sedan too, though. I mean, <laughs> two for one. Two <laughs> yeah, for. All right, we're getting a little, little crazy over here. No. Yeah. Look, range. I am bringing us back to reality. <laughs> oh, Kill Neil bringing us back to reality every single time. Oh, I, huh? I feel a tug in my boat anchor. Oh, I'm just bring it back down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think we've done pretty good today, Frank. I've, well, I mean, we've been how long? Have we been about an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. That sounds like a good show. I think it was a good show. We had a lot of great show. visitors, which makes me very happy. Thank you so much for dropping by. We uh, had some good content. At least insanity I think it is. I mean, can be the best conversation, except for that insanity, by definition, has actually no substance. And it's scattered, so it, it eventually it's no longer a conversation. It's just two people shouting at each other, which is actually pretty much exactly what we were talking about earlier. So, you know, so I mean, I guess like we could actually have like another definition of insanity is two people that are dug into their um, political political opinions and that they are just going to sit there and scream scream buzzwords at each other, which is just, I mean, you might as well take CNN and then Fox News and just put, point the TVs at each other and just, just let them run and just let people fucking yell at each other. Glorious. In what yes. context would you disagree? Now I want to know. I'm curious. All right, let's let's hear while I queue up some outro music. Right. See, this gives you time. Case in point, I don't know what we're talking about. Give me more specific. There we go. Got some outro music going on. <laughs> I'm so I'm so proud of you. Is it going right now? It's going right now. Of course you can't hear it. Is it smooth jazz? Can it be smooth jazz? Jack by Ice Earth. It's what? Jack by Ice Earth. So not too smooth jazz? No, it's uh. So it's it's not something that I would buy one of my testicles to? Frank the Ripper persona, you know? Oh, oh, cool. Perfect. You know, I mean, I think so anyway. (laughs) Anywho, so if if you like what you saw... <laughs> like right, but you're... you know, but again, but again, like that, that in that same context, two people screaming at each other actually, actually, also further establishes my point that it actually lacks substance. 
because if you just have if you have two people that are simply screaming at each other, nothing is actually being said. It's no longer a conversation. So insanity, by its definition, being scattered, being pointless, being uh, undecided in in its particular direction and thought process, is unable to actually be by by itself to another person of of equal insanity any kind of conversation. Now other people can have conversations about people being insane. Now that that's a thing. We can be like, can you? Can you believe Fred just fucking drove straight through that old Toys R Us? <laughs> Crazy, right? It's even weirder that he was naked when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the show! That's the show. <laughs> Let's leave on that notice. If you like your saw, like you heard, we are at dashleygentleman.com. Pay us a visit, please. Like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we'll do this again next week. Uh, we also have a tabletop that we play, Vampire the Masquerade. If you enjoy that sort of thing, we do that on Wednesdays, same time. So, Also, YouTube.com slash Gentleman. Yeah, we're on there, too. Subscribe there, too, please. We have which all our videos most, on there. Which is the most important one. Yeah, well, all of our videos are on there. From We've because got, like, 400 videos on there. No joke. That's one. That's the one that I work on. That's oh, the one okay. that I appreciate. Oh, there's Frank's little ego going. Look, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love me. I love me some me. You know, <laughs> someone's gonna like me. I like you. Ah, oh, shut up. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Look at this photograph. Every time I do it, makes me laugh. Yeah.